Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And how is life? Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's just past Christmas. Yes. Uh, It's in that little funny stage between Christmas and New Year's. Where you don't know what day of the week it is. (laughs) What a different Christmas that was. (laughs) How was yours? How did it go? Well, it was a different Christmas, wasn't it? And I think I spent a lot of time beforehand just reconciling myself to whatever's just going to come. We're just going to enjoy it. Mm. So that's what we did. So we made, just enjoyed whatever time we had with whoever we had that time with, which was very limited this year. Mm. But we had a lot of video calls as well on Christmas Day, which was really nice just to connect to different people. So we made best use of technology that we could. And um, yeah, just enjoyed it actually. Ate a lot, drank a lot, played lots of games, laughed a lot. Yeah, it was good. Oh, laughing a lot. Very good. Yeah, And then the Zoom calls, I'm assuming, just had some of the beverage of choice in it. So it was a bit different than your regular work Zoom call. It was a inebriated Zoom call, I hope. They definitely weren't work Zoom calls, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. Um, so catching up with different family and friends mm. who ironically are not in Jersey anyway, so we wouldn't have seen them. Oh. So I think we still have kind of traditions where we connect with people who are just really special to us on Christmas Day and ordinarily they would have been done by phone for years and now it's great we've got video technology we can see each other which is just beautiful you know you raise a good point because we always like to talk about the opportunity some of the older folk maybe the grandparents or the old aunts and stuff like that they may not prior to 2020 have had the technology why would they have needed video calls but now a lot of the older folk who may not have had video technology have now kind of had to adopt yeah which means that we're able to communicate with older family members that we may not have had to because 2020 just kind of kicked everybody into the video call age yeah absolutely Mm. absolutely I think I've had quite a few conversations with people since Christmas and and I think a lot of people really have just made the most of it so there is a there is a great sadness I think I think it's been quite an emotional Mm. um Christmas time for lots of people because you're not able to do the things that you normally do but there's there was also a sense of people just making the best of it and just saying do you know what I'm going to enjoy it anyway which I think is just brilliant yeah And that leads me to to wonder, is there anything that you think happened over Christmas that was actually wonderful and has not happened before that happened specifically because of lockdown? I mean, you mentioned video calls to folks who Mm. were not even in Jersey and wouldn't have seen. Anything else that you maybe took advantage of that you wouldn't have? I think just going with the flow, just relaxing into it was quite nice. Just letting go of all the expectations, just... Mm. Yeah, just letting go of everything and just saying it's going to, whatever's going to come my way, I'm going to enjoy it and embrace it. That's living in flow. That's where we aspire to to get to from a coaching perspective. Yeah. Very good. Yes. What about you? Anything new that you've embraced? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Ice skating. Oh, very good. I'm super impressed. I can't ice skate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Canadian, so. No, I mean, I've never had (laughs) skating lessons, but it's seemingly in the DNA. Like there's things, you know, there's things where you come from a particular part of the world, right? And you don't even identify with sort of the typical sports or the, the things or the talents or something that come from your region. And then 
And then you go out and do it and you, and you mix with other folks and you realize, oh yeah, I guess I do do these very Canadian things. So, so skating is one of them. I've only skated maybe a dozen times in my life, but yet seems I can strap on a pair and just kind of hit the ice. So, um, me and my husband found a, a rink. It's like a, a neighborhood rink. It just, just at the South end of Harlem, just on the very Northern part of Central Park. So we went there. I'd already skated before just one more time the, the week prior. So he went out for the first time, first ever time on ice. He killed it. He was just like tooting along, uh, not needing to hold on to the barrier. Just within half an hour, he just got it. Um, <laughs> so we went skating. We literally would never have ice skate. I, you know, there's just things in your city that you don't even think about. Like a skating mm. rink in Harlem, I just would not have thought that everyone's busting around on the ice. And, and absolutely, it's a, it's a thing. So that was like our big discovery. Oh, how lovely is yeah, that? Seeing uh, the city from new perspectives, because we have to, we can't. <laughs> Number one, we're not often in New York at this time. We're usually in India. Um, mm. So we got to kind of just like get our creative hats on and see what we can discover, see what the city has to offer that we have not explored before. Oh, how lovely and how yeah. lovely that you did something together. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Saw each other from a new perspective. Oh, nice. And I'm super jealous. I can't ice skate to save my life. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you know, that's okay. If you came up to Canada, basically we'd probably take you out to the bar and get you right sozzled and then head out <laughs> onto the rink. Well, well, I have to say, being from Newcastle, the only thing that's in our DNA is, is learning how to drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. Well, actually, so if I come to your neck of the woods, then it'll just, just be the pub. <laughs> there won't be any ice skates or any other uh, <laughs> dangerous sports. That's awesome. Oh, well, on that lovely note, can we head over to the correspondence desk of the International Desk of Love? Oh, let's indeed. Oh, look at that expression on your face. <laughs> Who doesn't like a bit of love desk? Oh. Okay, so I've come across some news that I think is going to really help listeners. As we know, we're in this weird period of time where we don't know whether we're allowed to stay and go out or mm. what we're allowed to do anymore. Yeah. You know, some of us are feeling anxious about going out. Some of us can't because we've got restrictions. So yeah, so thinking about, you know, New Year's come and gone and Christmas has come and gone and now we kind of feel like we haven't really got a lot to look forward to until the spring unfolds. Mm -hmm. So what I've got is 24 home date ideas that go beyond Netflix and chill. <laughs> I, listen, I'm really needing some more Netflix and chill opportunities because Netflix and chill <laughs> ain't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love a bit of Netflix, I have to say, mm. and I love a bit of chilling. Mm. But here's some more ideas that can help you connect with your other half and spend time together. Mm -hmm. So, are you ready? Oh my gosh, yes. Tell us. Okay, so number one. Um, so cook a meal together. Mm -hmm. We made some soup actually the other day, uh, Christmas leftovers. Oh. It's very tasty. Oh my gosh. So I can oh. vouch for that one. Yes. Um, take a virtual yoga class together. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I've tried to encourage my other half to, <laughs> to partake in this. So far, he's not got out the yoga mat. I imagine. <laughs> or maybe he would just get on the couch and do Shavasana. <laughs> <laughs> well, lie on the couch and watch me do yoga. Oh, yeah. There, well, actually, that's spectator yeah. sport. Yeah. Mm, it's not half yeah. bad. Hot yoga pants. <laughs> um, do a virtual wine and cheese tasting. Mm, yum, mm -hmm. yum. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm have a spa night yes and heck why not there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that you can buy at like any store and just these little caddies that have like a bunch of little like bath soaps and bombs yeah and massage creams 
Good use for all those um, Christmas prezzies that you got. Oh my God, that's so true. Play a game of cards together. Yeah. We play cards quite a lot. With or without money? Um, oh, normally without, but mm. maybe you can mix it up hey, a bit. might as well make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Anna's after the queens again. I was going to say, that kind of gets back to like, whose money is this if you're going to steal money from your partner? But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am. <laughs> um, do a virtual museum tour. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Play video games. Yeah, yeah. I'm less keen. I that, who the hell put that on the list? I'm. All, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um. PlayStation freaks. Yeah. <laughs> Learn language. Oh yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I do quite fancy learning Spanish one day. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Have a paint off. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. So get the canvases out and uh, some watercolors. The, yeah. Yeah. Take a virtual ballroom dancing class. Uh, you know, I saw somebody on Facebook posted something like that. They got mm. dancing lessons from and they were showing they were dancing in front of their computer and their instructor was was on Zoom. Wow. I know. We live in a modern age. I know. Um, try a virtual exercise class. Ah, nice. Get gardening. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's going to have to wait a few months over here. But yes, got yeah, it. Yeah, I was thinking that too. You could do a little window box, I guess. Oh, I've got a bunch of those going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a scrapbook. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Plan a vacation. Hell yes. Oh, my frick yes. <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> Count me in. Ooh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, bake bread. Nice. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have a karaoke night. Oh my gosh, who doesn't like a good sing-off? You know, and it's funny, I think you can program in karaoke. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> everybody's looking for a little bit more like their Amazon purchases, right? Like sort of spending therapy and everything. So if you wanted to like get some good speakers, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> On sale for your karaoke nights. Yeah, get a karaoke mic. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, watch a concert. Mm. We miss live music. Totally, totally. Yeah, a lot of the... um. Musical groups here in New York are actually starting to go online and do online yeah. performances. So, yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Redecorate your home. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I mean, hell yes. We're so freaking bored of this place, these four walls. Yes. Paint them up a bit. Yeah. Take advantage of like the post-holiday sales. Yeah. Um, get rid of some old junk. Mm-hmm. We're always a fan of that on this podcast is cleaning yeah. out the closet to make, make way for new. Make space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have breakfast in bed together. Oh, I like that one. I mean, it's lovely, but who's serving it? <laughs> oh, I think you can probably go to the kitchen, go get your breakfast and come back into bed. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I'm less sure about this next one. Have a tie-dye party for two. I mean, I can see if, like, you dispense with the fabrics and just go all painting out. Yeah. Naked twister with paint, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, just toss the t-shirts out and just, <laughs> just paint each other. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And um, watch a comedy show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always good therapy. Yeah. Have a themed takeout and movie night. You know, that's a super great idea. Mm. And I will just say, like, uh, you know, we keep saying, oh, we're going to go out. We're going to eat more out. And we don't. And we end up sort of just hanging in. Yesterday, and I'm not going to tell you what we ate because it was just totally ridiculous, but it was really good because we actually <laughs> got out. After ice skating, we went out and we just picked some takeaway. But we just realize all the time just how we don't treat ourselves. We're still just eating mm. in, eating off leftovers. 
So a themed takeaway and, and movie just treats yourself. You feel yeah. incredible to just get out of your home. Even if you're picking up delivery because the, there's no indoor seating, just get out, get some new food. Yeah. I've got to ask though, what were you eating? Oh my God. <laughs> well, we went to a Texas barbecue and got like a Texas burger and a Texas chicken burger. <laughs> it was yum, with fries. Yum. I mean, no, I mean, it was... Okay, I, I just got to say, like, this has got to be, like, the best chicken burger I've ever had in my life. I don't know why I haven't discovered this. Now, Sounds delicious. It was literally just fast food, but it was, like, the mm. best. Yeah, we were looking for, so we were looking at Ethiopian, because we were sort of wandering around. Ethiopian, Italian, you know, Southern. Uh, and then this good old Texas chicken restaurant popped up into view. And we were just like, let's do it. And it, we're, I'm ashamed of it because like, it's just, well, no, it's not a step up from McDonald's. It's many steps up from McDonald's. It was just freaking <laughs> fabulous. And we felt so treated upon. I don't think you should feel guilty about this. I should think you should just enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I super enjoyed it. I was eating this and I was like, <laughs> God, this is amazing. Because we had some leftovers in the fridge, which were a hell of a lot more healthy. But this was just amazing. Oh, and then we paired it. <laughs> talk about theme movies. We paired it to the film on Netflix, Death to 2020. So in fact, actually, what am I saying? I, I think we did just pair our... Uh, <laughs> I think You've that was achieved really number 23 without Absolutely. even knowing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. I endorse that. Oh, it's very fun. good. Very good. Um, and finally, number 24 is meditate. Oh, yes, of course, of course. For anybody that hasn't tried group meditation, definitely try it. Oh, nice. Because it works. It has a whole different energy to it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not. And I'm not a big meditator, which is weird because I'm a coach, but I should try the group it's meditation. Not a, it's not a low. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, for me, I think the, the thing about meditation that I, the, a big draw would be to do it with others. Yeah. Well, you maybe can try that out tonight with your partner. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. What a lovely list. So there you go. That's just some ideas that I came across to maybe help you through the next few months if you need them. Yeah. Cause it's going to be another few months. Let us not let denial stand in our way. No, but let's just embrace it and yeah. make the best of it. Find some joy and happiness. Nice, nice. It's going to be my motto for the next year. Very good. I like <laughs> it. Something that, as we've headed into the new year, something that I was just reading on some person's TikTok video, he comes on and he's like, you know, all those idiots who came into 2020 being like, it'll be my best year ever, 2020, best <laughs> self. Shut up. Come in to 2021. Be quiet. Don't touch anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> let's not wander into this year thinking, oh my God, it's going to be a breeze. Just shut up, <laughs> head down, and let's quietly tiptoe into this new year and hope it doesn't notice us. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, I think we're properly warmed up. Yeah. And here's to whatever 2021 has in store for us. Yeah. Like you're saying, right? No expectations. Just... Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever comes our way. I like that. Yeah. Good. So speaking of a new year, would you like to hip hop to the hot topic? Yeah, let's do it. Talk okay. about a dance lesson. <laughs> <laughs> So we have got a New Year themed hot topic for you today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about resolutions for your relationship. 
Yeah, because this is the time to make all these unrealistic and practical resolutions based on like just generally feeling bad about yourself and completely disappoint yourself by the end of the year. That's kind of what this week is all about. Yeah, so let's like upend that and not do that. And you know, I've never set an intention for for my relationship before. No, me neither. Are you a fan of resolutions or not? I am not only because I'm a doctor and I see a lot of people shaming themselves as they come mm. in and they they're they're always weight-based resolutions or alcohol-based resolutions and they just generally shame people. They're not a strong position starting point for anybody. And I find people just get disappointed and and sometimes actually see further slippage back in yeah. the status of whatever they're trying to achieve. So yeah, I would say as a as a doctor, I'm like, I don't like resolutions. So <laughs> my goal for the end of our chat on this is to actually feel opportunity about resolutions and okay. to reform my way of thinking. No pressure on the conversation then? No, no, nothing at all. <laughs> just, we're not we're just, just having, having a chat. chat. We've got to completely transform Anna's, <laughs> Anna's mindset. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, as coaches, we've we've seen some pretty spectacular things happen in a short period of time. So well, I think we yes, got this. Indeed. Totally. <laughs> so what about you? What's your relationship with resolutions? Yeah, well, I think you're right. Like a lot of resolutions, the most common themes are I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to drink less, I'm going to give up smoking, I'm going to um, spend less. So mm. saving is often a big thing, money as well. So you do often get the the same common themes and I'm as guilty as everybody is for yeah. that of setting these unrealistic expectations there. I'm going to completely transform my life in the space of 24 hours and suddenly become a completely different human being. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the majority of people, I think about 80% of people, do actually um, give up on their resolutions by the first week in February. (laughs) Yep. So that's generally how long we last. (laughs) But I would say that the positive side of having a resolution for me is that you're making a clear intention mm. and you're setting a stake in the ground and you're saying this is something that I want to do something about mm. and I would say I've had the most success when I've kept it simple or only picked sort of one or two things to work on mm-hmm. rather than having these unrealistic like goals of I'm suddenly going to be exercising five times a week and yeah. spending no money and eating vegetables yeah exactly exactly and never drinking <laughs> ever again in my life the furrowed brow dear listener what is something you're missing that (laughs) makes it a shame that we're not doing this on video although given that i've not really done my hair properly this morning it's good to have one out (laughs) well it looks great from here again zoom calls like you can really put a good face forward i don't know what's going on in the back of your hair right now i just see the front it's perfect (laughs) looks great from here (laughs) that's so that's interesting so Gosh, I, what is a starting point in terms of, well, okay, so a resolution, a New Year's resolution for my relationship would be, you know, as re- resolutions are, they're based on something that you feel that you want to improve. You have, you've identified an area that's a pain point or something where you want to achieve more, you want to get to a greater height, greater growth. So it's coming from a pain point or a, a spot of deficiency that you're seeing that you really want to move forward. So I guess really getting clear on what you want to achieve is probably the first step. Yeah, or it might not necessarily be coming from a pain point. It might be coming from a place of something that makes you super happy and you want to do more of it. Oh, that's a, that's motivating. So I would say that's another way of looking at it. But I think either way, whichever stance you take, you want something that's going to add something to your life and not mm. create this unnecessary pressure that, you know, we've just been kind of chatting about. All of those unrealistic goals are where we create this unnecessary pressure in our life to be something that we 
can never achieve or yeah. can't achieve it in a short space of time. So I think we want to look at something that's going to add to your life. So it's either going to diminish an area of stress or angst or it's going to boost something that you already like doing, but you maybe just haven't made enough time for. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm. How would you start? I like to spend sort of this time that we're in now, where we're in this between Christmas and New Year, and you guys will be listening to this after New Year's to live and experience all of this. I find that time very reflective for me. So I do spend, I think you get a lot of downtime, you get a lot of space, especially this year, because you're not over committed mm. to, you know, going and visiting people or doing things because there's nothing to do. And so it has been a very reflective time for me. And I think that's the first step is just to reflect back on the year that has just gone by, you know, what was happening in your relationships. So this isn't just for intimate relationships. You can do this with friends, Mm. family members, children, like, you know, whatever relationship you want to enhance or work on, then just reflect on that relationship. What is it that has made you happy? What's drained your energy? Where have you maybe not seen eye to eye with that person? Mm. You know, what improvements would you like to make or changes would you like to make Mm. um, that will make you happier in 2021? Oh gosh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And something that I'm running up against with some clients is um, where they reflect and they look back and they're like, I don't have close friends. Mm. And I don't think we're, there's a lot of people who look back and they're like, I don't actually have close friends. How on earth as an adult do I start to learn how to get close friends? Um, And that can be a really daunting task. And in a non-pandemic time, it's pretty easy to just sort of gloss over and live life and not really sort of be affected by that. But that's actually a pretty, it's a formidable task. And you might want to sort of break that down into sort of one element of that or one Mm. sort of starting kind of step. I'm all of a sudden struck by the weight of all this, the the weight of looking at your relationships in your life. And I can understand why it might feel overwhelming to start to look at it and to reflect back on how things have been. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe lift things just slightly a little bit and don't put too much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Just maybe, you know, go for a contemplative walk or you know, just lie down and listen to some relaxing music, like anything, you know, even just, I have some of my best thoughts just when you're showering, because you're not thinking about anything else. So it, or when you're, you know, maybe doing the dishes or tidying up, it doesn't have to be a weighty experience where you have to kind of force yourself to really think deep and go deep. Mm -hmm. Um, often the, just the smallest things that come to mind are the things that are there in the subconscious that maybe Mm -hmm. we just want to have a look at. Oh, you're, that is right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and actually, and I like that you did that because I, I sort of, I kind of get really overwhelmed there. Like, oh my God, the mm-hmm. whole world is ending and gosh, we've, we're just broken people. That's never a good place to start making resolutions because you've yeah. already shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. You're already going to be thinking too big, unachievable. You're setting yourself up for failure. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, when it comes to relationship in general, I'm not a very good person. Okay. Isn't that funny? The language you use. I have not built up skills till date to keep in touch with people. Mm. It's something that was never modeled in my family of origin. They weren't very good at this either. So I never, I really respect people who just are always thinking of their, that Rolodex in their minds. Again, Mm. we're 80s kids and stuff. So Rolodexes. Then they're always thinking about people and like, oh, I'll reach out to this person. Haven't talked to that person in a while. And they're always thinking about people, always keeping in touch. It's a skill I never, uh, was never modeled. I never learned. And that I think is critical to my relationships in general. And that's something that if I were to start anywhere, which would be a mid-step of 
why don't you come up with a fun system to just keep scanning through the friends and the acquaintances you know and just make it a habit that, you know, a few times a week, you know, on certain days or so forth, just kind of pick a time, pick a day to just sort of see, you know, I'm going to reach out to that person. And not expecting it to go anywhere, but I know that that lies fertile ground for closer relationships. Yeah. And that's lovely. And that's a great observation, actually, that you've said, I know I'm not great at this. Mm. So this would be something that would be ideal for me just to start to work on. And you've also said, I want to do it in a fun way. Yeah. Like notebooks and colored pens. and Yeah. Yeah. And picking something that's going to work for you is what really helps when it comes to building resolutions and to sticking with them, Mm. is to pick something that you're really interested in doing for a start and make sure you set yourself up for success by doing it in a fun way that Mm. agrees and aligns with who you are. Yeah. And something that I can see being able to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think that's another thing that I talk to a lot of people about changing lifestyle and everybody Mm. will reach to something that that just is like like running an iron man like it's that hard (laughs) and i ask people like is that something this change that you're making now because this is not a sprint it's the long game it's a marathon it's Mm. a it's a change you want to adopt for the rest of your life because if it gives you benefit in 2021 why would it not give you benefit for the rest of your life absolutely so uh, i ask people is this something you could do every day for the rest of your life got to be fun, got to be achievable. And it's got to be able to fold into and become a regular part of your life if it really is something that is going to be uh, meaningful in long term. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, kind of put my doctor experience there. Yeah, in the wake of lots of unrealized resolutions, I think that's the one thing that I can say. Yeah. And I think we've all been there, you know, we've all gone through this cycle of writing the same thing down every year for, you know, the last five years (laughs) and still not achieving it and feeling quite demoralized by it all. So I think, yeah, we have all been there. I had a chat with my other half about it, actually, and just said, you know, I'm going to be discussing this on the podcast. Like, what are your thoughts? What do you think that we should be doing? So he obviously hadn't thought about it as much as me because he wasn't planning a podcast on it. Oh, yeah, true. But yeah, no, we did kind of have a discussion. And I think for us, it's around just trying to be really intentional about time and not letting time run away with us. Mm. Because it's easy to let days and hours go by and you haven't done the things that you want to do or you haven't spent as much time together. Mm. So I think that is something... For me, that's quite important. And luckily, it was important to him too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. And that's wonderful, bringing him in too. And so defining what that is, setting the definition is actually really important because you guys might be thinking about different things and different meanings of time, quality time. Yeah. Well, obviously, as long as it's just the things that I want to do, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. That is hilarious. (laughs) And we're fully aligned and connected. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay, all right. So I'm like, "Mm, okay, so I think... I think maybe a, sort of a, a shared definition, maybe in order. <laughs> it's not just Sarah fun times. Come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all okay. Right. We can do what he wants to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which starts by asking. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's just being really clear about. Um, <laughs> I love it. Sarah's type is like, as long as it's on my terms, then that's fine. <laughs> then we're all good. And um, that's the way to a happy relationship. That is. I am. Uh, I am joking, totally. <laughs> Maybe a little bit not. <laughs> Maybe a little bit not. <laughs> Mostly joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you are right. It is really important to understand and to have a chat about what the meanings of things are because 
as we know when we look back on the turkey ham um, situation from a few weeks ago we can mean different things when we say something so it is really important if you're setting a a resolution together it is important to actually define what that means to both of you Mm -hmm. so that you can understand it and then also then I would say the step after that is then saying well how are we going to achieve this then how are we Mm going to collectively be successful at this yeah with those small achievable steps yeah absolutely so that actually sounds really cool. This sounds this gives me a lot of hope and feeling of opportunity for yeah. reimagining our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I think it's a different way to maybe look at it and think of it from a different perspective rather than, you know, coming up with the old faithfuls that you're not going to achieve. So maybe just try something different this year and mix it up a bit. Yeah, and bring your other half into this, into the yeah. conversation, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing, just lastly, the thing that it brings up for me is around commitment, because we talk a lot about commitment being one of the real strong foundations of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it might be that we've talked about some things that are maybe slightly kind of on the light, I know, but it might be that you need to make a, a firm resolution mm-hmm. that is something that's a bit more deep. And, you know, maybe it's about tackling some some longstanding issues that have been mm-hmm. in your relationship for some time. And by doing it in this way, you can help to actually get some commitment and both sign up to it and, you know, maybe write down somewhere that you can both keep an eye on it to help mm-hmm. with accountability along the way. Yeah. Well, and now that you're going a little deeper, if I may. You may what's really coming up here is there may be some people who are coming into this new year with a lot of cloudiness in terms of their clarity Mm. about their relationship. They know that they're feeling poorly in their relationship. Maybe intimacy has totally fallen off a cliff. They're feeling at the mercy of their relationship right now. They can't imagine not being in that relationship, but where they are is absolutely not working out. And this may be a time to dive in to to go find clarity. Mm. This relationship's not serving me. So I need to find some clarity about what I'm going to do. Am I going to stay in? Is there something rehabilitatable about this relationship? Or is there a clear sign that this is not the place for me and that I need to uh, sort of move on and move elsewhere? Not to be, I'm always the cut and run person, but now that we're going deep, um, (laughs) I I have been witness to some people who are saying like, okay, it's time to end this relationship because it's so toxic. Absolutely. And and Christmas, I think, does... This holiday period, and especially this year, I think more than most, can shine a light on things what that aren't great. And yeah. and sometimes it can just be the final straw where you just say, do you know what, en- enough is enough. Yeah. But without commitment to a relationship and commitment to working through some of those tough things, all you're going to do is carry on repeating the same patterns and the same issues are just going to keep coming up for you. Absolutely. That's very, very true. Mm. Just like Sarah always reminds me, Anna, first communication <laughs> and commitment. <laughs> Give it a good try first. Yeah. Yeah. Let's resist the fight or flight. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, I think that's a good place to switch to the question, actually, yeah. which is very fitting for the discussion we've just had. Yes. Let's move forward. Are you ready? I'm ready. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, as Anna's just mentioned, a lot of people might be considering this question. And the question is, should I stay or should I go? Wow. Okay. This is very appropriate. Okay. It is very appropriate. So I'm getting my seatbelt on and strapping in for this conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is um, 
during this time of the year, we, we do often become very reflective. We look at what's happened. We look at how things have been. We kind of can reach this point where we say, I can't do this again. I can't do another 12 months of this. Mm-hmm. I remember once being in a relationship and it wasn't triggered by the time of year, but it was triggered by a film I watched. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote a note in my diary and said, I give it 12 months. And I set a calendar reminder for 12 months time from that point. And I'd made a commitment to myself that if things were no better, then that would be it. I would make a big change in the relationship. Wow. Okay, this is amazing. So to actually make a change or to to deepen our communication, our commitment, to have the difficult conversations Mm. requires us to move beyond the unhappy but yet somehow comfortable kind of inertia, just don't change anything zone. And and there are people who are so good at tolerating things that they can Mm -hmm. tolerate things that are not serving them for 50, 70 years. Yeah. You could literally just sort of go your whole life tolerating misery. Yeah. And the average person stays in a relationship for six years before unhappy, before they make a change. Oh, I can see that. Which is incredibly sad, really. And it really means that you're not tuning into who you are so I'm really fascinated by what you did there because you made a promise to yourself and then you set mm. a reminder to remember the promise to yourself. Yeah. And this reminder that you said to yourself, I'm wondering what happened. How did that change your approach? So it changed my, my approach by, on one hand, it was, okay, I've got a fixed point of time where I'm no longer going to be in this. On another hand, it had, well, actually, I've got 12 months to make it work, otherwise it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it was almost, it just sets a kind of stake in the ground, but mm-hmm. also with a level of commitment to trying. So, mm-hmm. you know, saying, well, I've got 12 months, but they're not changing anything at all about myself mm-hmm. is no good. So I did try and change the way that I was in the relationship And the things that I did, the things I said, the way I acted, some of the thoughts that I had, I really tried to change all of that. I mean, as it happens, we did split up. Uh, uh (laughs) So it wasn't a situation that ended with a kind of long relationship after it. It clearly just wasn't the right relationship for me. Mm -hmm. And we did separate. But what it did was allow me that space to say, well, actually, I need to do something about it. I can't just sit there and and accept this is how it is. So it allowed me to take responsibility within a time frame with some space without too much pressure on myself but also thinking about the things that I needed to change in order to help make it work so that's what it created for me so it wasn't just that you you set the reminder and then you forgot about it and all of a sudden you see the reminder showing up oh my god it's been a year it sounds like you were actually it forced you to be intentional throughout the year you were actually awake and alert and you were actually making conscious choices But what it's also done as well, because I've still got that note in my messaging app. So when I look back on old notes that I've made for myself, I still see it. And what that reminds me of is that I'm not that person anymore and I I don't want to be. Oh, I see. So you changed as a result of putting the stake in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. How so? Oh, and just in lots of ways in terms of how what I was prepared to put up with, Mm. what I was prepared to give to others. Mm. You don't have to give 100% of yourself to somebody else. Yeah, it's so true. And it can be difficult when we're in a long-term relationship because we get into this pattern. We're kind of like, well, we've we've always done it this way. Therefore, I've got to continue. I can't change who I am. Mm. But I don't believe that that's true. I think that we can change within a relationship. And if the other person 
is flexible and willing to bend and change and accept those things and you grow together, Mm -hmm. then that change can be an amazing um, experience for both of you. Yeah, it's true. And you're always allowed to say, look, I've had this unhealthy pattern my whole life where I've just given too much, bent over backwards. It's always got me in the wrong place. I'm realizing that that's not serving me. It's not serving you. I know this is different and it's a different set of terms than when we first started dating or before we first came together, but I'm trying to reach a conscious stage of healthier decisions for me and healthier things for our relationship. And you will probably then see less anger, less resentment, less frustration, less silence from me because I'll actually be more authentically putting up my boundaries and sort of representing my boundaries and it'll help all of us. So you may see some shifts, you may see some changes. The rules may seem to be changing under our feet here, but if you're okay to, to take this journey with me, then you'll see a much better version of me and our relationship will be a lot healthier. Yeah. And that's a great point to make. Anna, is that, you know, often we feel like we can't see how we're feeling, what we want, what we need, how we want to be as a person. But the reality is if we tell people up front, then they're less scared about what's happening. Mm. Because the alternative is we don't, we don't talk about it. We just change. Mm -hmm. The other person doesn't know why we've changed. They then think there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. And we get into this kind of situation where nobody's communicating about what's happening. And we're all making up these stories and assumptions about how life is between us. Yeah. So I think it's a very valid point that actually at the start of it, you say, you know, I've been doing some thinking and um, there are a few things that just aren't working. I don't feel like they're working. What do you think? Mm. Get their opinion and then you can start to formulate those changes together. Yeah. And if things haven't been serving you, then I can guarantee they haven't been serving your partner. I mean, I think everyone can get on the same side of, you know, what are the things that come out in us when we're not being fulfilled, when we're not being truthful to ourselves? Anger, resentment, yeah. passive aggressiveness, uh, silent treatment, yeah. all these things. So I think where we can come on the same page and be oriented in the same direction is nobody likes that kind of behavior. That's the sort of thing that comes out of me and comes out of us. We experience negativity and sort of toxic emotions when we're not aligned. So we can all agree that this is a problem. We don't want to continue this. Yeah, Your partner may not really agree that you need to represent your boundaries more, but they can certainly say, okay, but I, I would like you to be a, a happier person. Yeah. That, that we can all agree on. Yeah. So what should the listener do then? So should I stay? Should I go? As usual, we don't have advice because we're coaches. <laughs> but I think the example that you brought up says that we, what we would advise you to do is start to make a conscious commitment to working on the connection, the communication, the commitment with yourself with your partner and what may be helpful is to give yourself a realistic deadline yeah so that you know that you're not going to keep settling and tolerating and explaining away and ending up six years from now sort of in the same position that you're that you will give yourself a timeline to realize a a healthier outcome that works for you yeah I think there's a few other things that I would throw in as well so one is around just really understanding what is it you want the relationship to look like Mm -hmm. so where is it that you're not satisfied where does it not work for you Mm -hmm. but also equally important where is it that it does work for you Mm -hmm. because there's always going to be parts you know none of it's going to be 100% black or white Mm -hmm. there are going to be parts that are good and they do work and you do value about each other they may be just getting lost in the mix because there's all of this other noise 
where we're dissatisfied and we know that we as human beings are more drawn to the feelings of dissatisfaction yeah. and we remember those more they stay present in our mind more than than the happy moments do mm. so whether you want to jot things down spend a couple of weeks just jotting down kind of positives and negatives in your relationship mm. is a good place to maybe start to get some a realistic picture of what's going on that isn't clouded mm. by this overall view that oh it's just shit and it's never yeah. going to work because when we're coming from that place we're not we can't see enough so maybe the starting point is just to jot down kind of good and bad things each day for a couple of weeks and see see what that throws up for you and see what it really shows about your relationship. Oh, yeah. And actually, now that you're put, bringing that up, what immediately comes follows for me is if you haven't done a values assessment yet, this will be a time to do a values assessment. Because so what are the top 10 values that you live by that when when your core values are in alignment, that you are living your best life? Mm. So the, in summary, though, it's about saying, what's really important to me? What do I stand for? Mm. Where does this happen in the relationship? And where is it not happening? Where is it being dented? Yeah. Where am I being pushed against my values? And if we're going to look at that, we can get a clearer picture about yeah. what's important and is it working? And if it isn't, it's having a conversation. Yeah. And that will move you to when you're looking at what's serving you and what's not serving you, then you can start to make some purpose and value driven decisions, not fear based decisions, because a lot of what we may think about bringing to the table is a fear based decision like, oh, I guess I should just kind of stay with this person, because I'm scared to go or I'm going to leave them because I always leave I always have a fight or flight. Mm. And I don't want to stick into something messy. I don't like working on messy things. So I'm just going to leave. That's another fear based decision. Yeah. So th it's that avoidance of conflict, isn't it? Comes up quite a lot oh, yeah. in the assessments that we do. It always comes up. Nobody likes conflict, yeah. but the reality is, conflict is is healthy. So as long as we can manage conflict and deal with conflict in a healthy way, it's actually super good for the relationship. Yeah. Yes. I'm feeling kind of uh, I'm conflict averse for sure, like in a big way, and that's my yeah. fight or flight, cut and run sort of uh, instinct. Yeah. And um, I know it's healthy, but my God, is it scary? And it's hard work, right? Like it's hard. We have to practice it. It's a skill that we are, have not mastered. We're not taught it at school. We're yeah. taught to be quiet and sit yeah. in the corner. And uh, if we don't like something, you just say nothing. Yeah. So it is a skill and it's um, and we can learn from people around us that do it really well. We can just try little bite sized pieces of it, yeah. you know, maybe just every so often speaking about something that might. Yeah. potentially be of a conflict nature yes and the first step in that is actually getting I, we've talked about this before is getting really centered and sorted about yourself in the moment because yeah. I tend to get very clear about what's a boundary violation or what's not working for me but I tend to get clear on it months after a repetitive pattern so yeah. when I decide to get all angry and furious is months after something happened or yeah. weeks after something happened and so then it becomes really bizarre for me to, to raise it because I'm not present with myself in the moment. So the people who I admire is maybe their partner's doing something and right in the moment they say, sweetheart, please know I, that's uncomfortable. I don't like you doing that, whatever. And then they say, this is what's going on for me. It's like a hell no. Yeah. There's understanding established. And then everyone says, okay, good. We're sorted. Perfect. No yeah. grudges, no mm. residual sort of uh, resentment or emotion. You just let it be. That is where I want to get to. And to get to that, it can't be like, remember when you did that thing like four weeks ago? Man, I was really annoyed or that really like, you know, again. 
at 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and usually what I do is I sort of do the silent treatment I'm because I get really angry. And when I get angry, it's angry at myself yeah. that I didn't see it, that I didn't allow myself to realize that my boundaries were being crossed. And that's a valid point that you raise. So in, you know, let's get back to the question. So the question, should I stay or should I go? Often that comes after that period of where I just can't tolerate things anymore. Mm -hmm. Who is it that you're most upset with? Are you upset with yourself because you've put up with it? Or are you upset with your partner because you deeply feel like they've hurt your feelings? Really get clear on where where the balance is and it's probably a combination of of the two but absolutely start with the things that you're upset about yourself with yeah because that's the deepest emotion that's the stuff that drives Mm. so your act of making a promise to yourself and putting a reminder in your calendar is that thing that helps to counter that anger that makes a promise to yourself that first and foremost is kind to yourself and diffuses that toxic energy yeah and switches that into something that's opportunity-based that's very self-loving self-serving yeah, but it's also taking responsibility. Ah. <laughs> yes, crickets. <laughs> oh, I hate that responsibility thing. I always love mm. dumping on the other person. <laughs> Damn. Guess it has to come to that. All right, all right. <laughs> it's a bitter pill. <laughs> but to thine own self be true is exactly be kind to yourself. And first yeah. and foremost, the buck stops with you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a bit of a bitter medicine, but it's an essential medicine, I think. Yeah. The last thing that I would say as well is, I mean, we've talked about kind of having a time period. I would say don't do anything rash. Really consider your options. Consider whether the relationship is worth investing in, Mm -hmm. both emotionally, physically and financially, if you want to get external help from coaches or therapists. Really consider how much that relationship means to you and how much you've actually done so far to make things better in the relationship so what have you done so far have you you know often we get to this position don't we where we just go it's not working Mm. but nobody's doing anything to make it work we're just expecting it to magically work so if we ask the question well what have I done to make it work and really question that and what am I prepared to do to make it work so question that part and then then come up with a plan that's going to work for you before you do any drastic make any drastic decisions oh my gosh yes and all that would really frustrate me if I were in a moment of like panic like oh my god this is not working they would all frustrate me to hear that unless I were to to hinge my hat on what you said is set a reminder for yourself set a promise to yourself that if in a year three months four months whatever that may be because that's the thing that brings the panic button out is, yeah. okay, whew, I can take a breath and say, I'm not going to tolerate this forever. There's all these things and these steps that I want to consider. And I'm making a promise. I'm setting a reminder. I think that's yeah. the one thing that gets me off the ledge, which I love. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, it certainly worked for me. Yes. But I can recommend it personally. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I feel like I'm ready to set some resolutions. I feel yeah. like I'm ready to make some changes, yeah. mix it all up a bit. Yeah. And, and I have to yeah. say the smile on your face is the thing that we really aim for. When we have a lot of positive energy and motivation behind something, we know we're on the right track. Yeah, we can feel it. Resolutions shouldn't be like, oh, I guess I should do this. No, no, yes. no. Where's the energy? <laughs> Follow the feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It should never be a should. <gasps> no shoulds allowed. Or with something you'd like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's kicked us off nicely, Anna, for the start of the year. Yeah. 
This week is always hard, right? The first week after yeah. New Year's is the darkest, the longest, the bleakest. Yeah. You've got hail out your window now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a beautiful place to start. What a warm light to mm. guide us into this brave new year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Bring on 2021. Yeah. yeah, bring it on. Listen, we can handle it. We are so ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, right on. Oh, well, I look forward to next week. I know. Mm. Thanks for today. Yes, and you. Till next week. <laughs> Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.